This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Everyone's a critic on BFM 89.9. Hello, you're listening to Everyone's a Critic. I'm Sharmila Ganesan. And today we have an interview. We're speaking with Karthik Kumar, who is a comedian, an actor, a director. He's based in India and he's going to be in KL very soon on the 4th of November for a stand-up comedy special. Uh, it's called Ansplaining. It's showing at Rex KL. And uh, Karthik is here with us via Zoom. Good to have you with us, Karthik. Pleasure, Sharmila. Thanks for having me on the show. So, you're an actor, a comedian, director, as I said. Is there one particular hat that you think you wear best or you're most comfortable in? I think in all of these aspects, I'm essentially a storyteller. So I think whether it's uh, artistically telling a story or through... Um, uh, I think it's at the end of the day, you're telling a story because I feel stories hold meaning for people and they feel and understand and believe new things based on stories. And to be able to spin a yarn is probably the most powerful tool a human being can have. So speaking of stories, this show, it's called Ansplaining. Uh, yeah. For our listeners who may not understand Tamar, An means man in, in Tamar. Yeah. So mansplaining. So where did the title come from and what does it tell us about what we can expect from the show? I think uh, mansplaining is, uh, is, uh, is a show which uh, makes you laugh. But at the end of the day, it makes you think about the privileges that we uh, give to certain genders in society over others, right? I think it's an extremely lopsided, unequal, unequal society where men are given a lot more power and privileges without a sense of responsibility to handle that power, right? Yep. And uh, I am in open acknowledgement of the privileges I enjoy as a man. And I feel that our culture kind of encourages this disparity that exists between men and women. And I come from a largely South Indian cultural upbringing. And it's important for us to address this inequality because it creates a lot of uh, tensions and uh, unfairness in the way we treat different genders in society. So... And at the end of the day, I'm, I'm hoping to make you laugh about this. So I think it's... It's quite an interesting concoction. Well, that's exactly what I was going to ask because, you know, all the things that you just said, are admittedly, very important, very important to talk about. But how do you find the humor in that? Uh, I think uh, humor emanates from feeling uh, happy or joyful, right? Humor uh, also emanates from a sense of surprise, right? Uh, I think the fact that letting... Um, an audience of women know that I see where you're coming from. I see your pain. I acknowledge this. I acknowledge this as a man, right? Is the first sense of feel good that a woman in the audience will feel. And then to talk about the privileges and how we take advantage of those privileges. Uh, men do, uh, like for instance, even the act of mansplaining itself. You know, it's it's our effort to emancipate women, you know, <laughs> alleviate them of their, of their bad condition because we see ourselves as rescuers, right? And what we think of as a benevolent, noble activity gets interpreted by women as violent and in some way making them believe that they have less power than they actually have, right? So the very 
inequality in the understanding of that act. There is a lot of uh, humor to be extracted out of it. And the humor will lead to hopefully a conversation after the show, which helps men and women negotiate their powers differently. The irony, though, of a male comedian talking about mansplaining. How are you treading that line between? By calling it unsplaining. <laughs> I've, I've literally I've acknowledged the elephant in the room because the man with the mic is the one who is holding forth there. <laughs> and my job, therefore, when I hold the mic is to constantly admit, uh, uh, to admit to all the fallacies and falsitudes that we men resort to. So when I resort, when I admit to all of these things, I'm at some level relinquishing power. And uh, when I relinquish power, I, you will laugh at me easier because I am shedding and unraveling my power in front of you and saying, I, I know I hold the mic, but here is me truth telling and dropping truth bombs because I'm telling you that I am unfairly in possession of this power. So you've described the show as being, um, as you said, masculinity, about um, gender, about that unequal yeah. relationship. You also talk about creating allyship between various gender identities. Yeah. Where did your interest in this actually come from? When did it begin? Uh, I think it, uh, it, sends, it stems from firstly understanding that uh, if we are to move towards an equal society, right, there's a humongous um, uh, fight between... Uh, the working class against the, uh, the ruling class or the upper class, right? And the same, uh, you see, caste or castes, the oppressed castes right now somewhere seeking a sense of um, uh, reparation for all the damages that have been done, right? And I see all, a lot of powerful political voices of artists and politicians and people uh, largely actually uh, uh, greatly dominated by men because the world of politics and uh, loud speaking is in the male domain largely, all right? And I don't see any of them acknowledging that the first inequality that they perpetrate is on the, on the women in their lives, right? Equality has to start with understanding that those we live with have to be treated equally in the first place. And therefore, the unequal treatments or the unequally favorable treatments that we men receive is the first privilege that we need to strip ourselves off in order to understand equality in the first place. And uh, unfortunately, since most of the men have given themselves the positions of power in politics and arts and management and the corporate world and all of that, if we understand equality within our own lives, we will be, be able to bring about equality in various other aspects of society. There's so much I want to ask about your process, um, and, and I'm sure you know this is coming, um, especially in terms of whether you involved women in that process. But yeah. before we get to that, um, for those who may not have experienced your style of comedy, how would you describe it? Uh, I think it's, it's artivism in some fashion. It is art. It is activistic in some in a, in a sense of the word. And therefore, I'm not keen on only making you laugh if there is not a thought I can leave with you at the end of it. And do you have a particular audience in mind, um, whether for all of your shows or this one in particular? And I think I'm specifically interested in what a Malaysian audience might take away from it. Uh, I think audiences generally for my show should, should be willing to uh, chew on something at the end of the show. 
right? If they want to just have a show that only makes you laugh and goes away, I feel that they will not be able to um, uh, get as much as what they could potentially invest and get back, right? So I do tend to push the audiences a bit. I'm not the easiest uh, comedian to uh, digest. I will expect an audience to... Uh, to come in with their thinking hats also on because I hope to tease both your funny bone and your uh, brain on top. And in terms of that, um, you know, are there going to be cultural divides or things that uh, perhaps if you're not from India, you might need a little bit more work to understand? I call it arms planning because it's, I think there's a lot of um, uh, a Tamil in the, uh, the not, not so much in the language as much as in the cultural understanding of the show, all right? So, therefore, I do make fun of my South Indian upbringing and therefore, a certain South Indian cultural Tamil upbringing for a lot of people out there. And uh, in the name of culture, I think we perpetrate a lot of uh, inequalities upon women in in the growing up phase itself. And therefore, I think people who identify with that will feel the pain. People who haven't experienced it will get to know about it. It is not... Uh, it wouldn't be far from their uh, believable realm of believability. Sadly. But I think people who have been through that pain will feel that, that that pain will convert into laughter very, very easily. I'm speaking with Karthik Kumar, who is a comedian and actor, and he's got a show coming up in KL. It's on the 4th of November. It's called Planning, showing at Rex KL. If you're interested to pick up tickets, you can go to excitetix.com.my. We'll continue our conversation with him after this. Keep it here on Everyone's a Critic, BFM 89.9. Beyond Frivolous Matters, BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Welcome back. You're listening to Everyone's a Critic with Sharmila. And today I'm speaking with Karthik Kumar from India. He's a comedian, an actor, a director. And he's most recently touring lots of places, it looks like, with his show, Ansplaining. Uh, Ansplaining, roughly translated in English, basically means mansplaining. It's on the 4th of November at Rexcale. Karthik, we talked a lot about what the show is going to be about, um, where the humor yeah. in it comes from. I'm very interested in your process of putting it together. How did you work on the show itself? What sorts of discussions or research or workshopping went into it? Uh, usually, uh, stand-up comics, when we create a special, we uh, essentially write a script and then we test it before an audience and then that that's final as such. I think in this time... I put together an editorial team of um, uh, both of them were feminists. Uh, one of them is a social political activist and another person is an, is an anthropologist. And both of them happen to be women as well. Right? And uh, I don't think they came into the team because they were women. I think it, they came into the team because they were professionals of a certain uh, caliber and both were feminists. I think that was the most important thing for me. Uh, to understand, therefore, a woman talking feminism and a man talking feminism, the, there is a certain uh, difference in the perspective, all right? Although the goal is the same, right? And therefore, when I am talking about a certain topic, there, the, the editorial team's spin on it was extremely different from mine, right? And therefore, I had to be, I had to be understanding of how it could potentially be received and mm. therefore, where all could my premise of my joke go in various different directions, right? So therefore, I think 
to bring the show to a certain level of contentment for them was my first uh, micro uh, tester of sorts. And therefore, that is the show that got tested before uh, almost, uh, uh, I mean, I did 30 hours of audience testing, 30 hours of performing it in front of audiences before the show finally got locked. So this initial phase where an editorial team helped me understand my show better was absolutely new process altogether because I, I relinquished the responsibility of saying, I know best. I gave them the responsibility of saying, you tell me because this show is meant to reach uh, people. It, it's meant to reach people to start thinking about feminism. Right, and therefore, can we reach the show to those people? Uh, convert uh, the uh, non-believers first. So that's interesting because it's something we're hearing more and more in you know across the creative industries. Right, if you're going to do a show or tell a story about a particular community or a group of people, to include them in the process rather yeah. than to assume that you can tell that story just as well as they can, um, or I was, to assume that I cannot tell. It. Yes, yes. So that's actually what I wanted to pick on that push and pull between. Um, what what that, what was that process like? Because it requires you to give up a certain amount of control. It requires humility as well. Uh, I think it was extremely humbling in the first place. I, I wouldn't say I was uh, humbled through it. I was humbled through it. it was more the uh, the journey. And second is uh, therefore at all points of time I was restricted from getting into areas that I do not have an experience of. Therefore, I could speak of every experience as a man. I could not speak, or therefore, on behalf of the woman in the equation, who was at the receiving end of, let's say, that mansplaining incident. Mm. Right. So, therefore, to stay within the realms of my understanding of it is uh, is therefore the leeway I gave myself at various points of time. Were there portions or parts that were difficult, or you know, where conflicts arose, or where you had to check yourself? Constantly, I had to constantly check myself because. I found something extremely funny and mischievous to go into one area and then they will understand, they will make me understand the politics of that. The unknown elements, like you can't negotiate a space where you do not have a previous experience of and you can't, re, you can't reach into a depth that you can only surmise what is in that depth. Mm. Right? And therefore, um, to therefore speak on behalf of a woman is itself the the essential folly of mansplaining, <laughs> right? And therefore, to stay within the realm of saying, man, we are having it so easy. You must be having it so tough because if we are having it easy, somebody is pulling the weight, right? And to therefore just leave it saying somebody is pulling the weight and therefore maybe that's you in the room right there is in itself an act of uh, acknowledgement and that's that kind of makes all the men in the room feel a little um, uncomfortable. And to convert discomfort into humor, into a laughter, is my job as a comedian. How do you bring the non-believers, quote-unquote, into the room? I mean, listening to this interview, I'm thinking, well, of course I'm nodding my head at you. I agree with everything you're saying. How do you bring in the ones who don't or who think feminism is a dirty word? Simple. I think all the women in the audience have to pull one man along <laughs> because uh, because at the end of the show, they have a fabulous opportunity to start a conversation that they themselves were unable to start by themselves in their lives. 
when uh, seemingly uh, powerful alpha male in front of a mic is relinquishing power right and i'm calling it an alpha male because i'm the man with the mic in the room <laughs> right uh, uh, is relinquishing power and is unraveling in front of you and is saying that hey you know what i've had it easy right and that's why i'm able to stand here before you powerfully because i've had it easy i have been bequeathed uh nepotistically <laughs> i have been bequeathed power i do not i'm not belonging of this power i need to give this up or i need to share this with everybody until then let me first acknowledge that i'm the one with the man and the man with the mic in the room right is the first acknowledgement that a woman can say ah now he is giving up power what are you giving up in your life <laughs> right so i promise to start a conversation so women by hook or crook please get the men in your lives whether it's your father your friend your your colleague your boss if you can or uh, if you are a, if you're in a heterosexual partnership your husband right please bring them i promise to make them laugh and i promise to make it easy for them to start this conversation so stepping away from this show um, or rather taking a larger look at your work thus far your Shows generally uh, tend to have a lot of yourself in them. Uh, Blood Chutney, which I caught the last yeah, time you yeah, were in KL. Yeah, yeah. There are a lot of personal narratives as well as larger commentary. Will we be seeing that in Ansplaining as well? Yeah, yeah. I think uh, to draw from my own trauma is the first uh, reservoir that, uh, that I draw from because of the fact that my comedy becomes my first way of understanding my own life experiences. Right? And therefore to share it with people becomes storytelling because... they can uh, relate to my life experience through their own it may be similar it may be very uh, dissimilar but they will relate to it as a, a reference point as such all right so therefore to put my genuine life experiences and vulnerably in front of an audience is the first act of uh, making an audience feel comfortable saying hey i may be uh, the man with the mic but i am throwing myself at your mercy right now and that makes for uh, the the situation therefore allows it to uh, to uh, make them feel comfortable to laugh with me and at me so that i can make them laugh at themselves eventually so how have you been changed by this show what would you say you've learned over the course of doing it um i think it's uh, the kind of uh, vibe and uh, resonance i'm getting at the end of the show makes me believe that i'm on the right track right i think to relinquish power in my own life on various fronts largely as a man is very very important to me because i want to really understand in the absence of being a man what is my essential worth what's my actual self worth if you were to remove uh, like in if you were to have a, a formula one parlance for it if i were to remove drs how far is this is my car you know <laughs> right right so i really want to know i think all men really want to know at the end of the day how deep do they go right in order for us to really understand how deep we go we need to remove all the things that make our lives so easy right and i am therefore in that journey to find out what am i what am i essentially worth to myself what's the extent of love that i can extend to myself what's the self love portion to so by extension then what do you want the audience to take away from the show um i think to uh start loving themselves a lot more uh and understand the value of themselves 
beyond their gender because women have been told to like you know patriarchy does not allow for a woman's confidence and it does not allow for a man's doubt mm-hmm. right it doesn't allow a, it doesn't give space for a man to self doubt or it doesn't make space for a woman's confidence it gets very threatened in that system right now therefore women are self mutilating and men are self aggrandizing both are fake we are not as great as we think we are or we wish we we are and women are not as uh, as uh, powerless as they think they are right i think it's important for us to claim power in our own lives true power and uh, therefore that's that's the journey of self love and um, self love is i would say the the only mantra that i would recommend to myself as i would to somebody else and that's what you're going to unsplain about Absolutely. <laughs> Karthik, thank you so much for speaking with us today. Pleasure, Sharmila. Thanks for the most meaningful, engaging conversation. Thanks for listening and thanks for sharing. I've been speaking with Karthik Kumar. He is a comedian from India who is going to be uh, performing his show Unsplaining on the 4th of November at Rex Gale. For tickets, you can head on over to excitetix.com.my. You've been listening to Everyone's a Critic, BFM 89.9. to a podcast from BFM 89.9 The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.